Yeah, motherfucker. Shut up, I'm talking. Shut up, I'm talking. I remember we had a family reunion when I was about 16, 17. Very angry family reunion. Very. (laughs) One, you don't know who they are. And you can tell it's palpable that nobody likes anybody. (laughs) They're all sitting there because it's free food. Half the Powers family could walk in here right now. I wouldn't know who they were. They're like a pack of wolves. They don't associate. But I've heard, my father has a cousin. I forget what his real name is. But as a kid, his nickname was Butchie. Well, for some reason, he never liked being called Butchie. So what does my father call? Hey, Butchie. <laughs> as soon as he walked, hey, Butchie, what's up? You know, he's like, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why are we here? You don't like anybody. <laughs> It's a hate reunion. <laughs> and people, I'm just feeling the waves of hate, and I don't even know who these people are. You're being indoctrinated. <laughs> yeah. You're learning the ways of the Powers family. Yeah, I was just told, you like, just, just eat your lunch and shut up. Okay. It's catered. Just go play with the kids, not that one. <laughs> yeah. It's just ridiculous. It was such a contrast between the one side of the family and the other. I didn't know any of them on the one side, and they did not want to know me. They couldn't want to know you. Yeah. They had no idea who you were. <laughs> or they just know, oh, it's Steven's boy. Leave him alone. Stay away from him. It's he's smart anything advice. like his old man, he's going to have yeah. problems. And if we've heard any stories about your youth, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I, you know, growing up, I was nothing like my father. But it turns out I was a lot closer than I thought. Turns out the most uh, useful term to describe you compared to your father, spitting image. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how my father got out of Vietnam? How? He was, uh, what do they call it when you're not medically four after something? Because my father has a hairline crack in the back of his skull. Sounds like a story there. My father said he was up at the soda shop that they had in the 50s as a teenager. Getting a cream soda? Yeah. Real Driving. cream. Right. Right from the tap. No one knows how to derail a thought than you. With all that nastiness. Anyway, he's up there with all his friends, and these two guys get in a fight. A bunch of high school kids, you know, they all like gather around to watch. And he was standing there watching. He wasn't involved. He didn't know the two guys fighting. And he said, The next thing I knew, I woke up and I was in the hospital. And I said, what happened? He said, well, what happened is my, his friends told him a cop came up and he was pushing people out of the way to get to the two guys fighting. And, and they said, get out of the way. And I guess my father didn't hear him. So the cop wailed him in the back of the head with a nightstick and busted his head. I think he's still in high school at this point. He was messed up for a couple of months, uh-huh. letting this thing heal. And he was in the hot, you know. Seething. Yeah, just letting it stew. By the time he get, he's all healed and he comes back, you know, running around with the same friends. And they said, who's the cop that did it? And his friend said, that one, that was the guy. He was there at the fight. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, okay. He said, it took him a couple of weeks of kind of shadowing him. (laughs) And he said, but I got my opportunity and I caught him somewhere he shouldn't have been. And I beat him. The cop, of course, he, he survived. And of course the cop knew who did it. 
what he said was, I, I, he said, as soon as I was done, I threw that stick on the ground and I went home and I told my father what I did. He said, look, the cops are going to come. This is what I did. The guy that bashed me in the head, I found him. So when the cops came to question him, my grandfather, Vasco, said, no, he was home all day that day. Now, I don't know what you're talking about. But when it came time, when his draft notice came up, he told him he had that crack and they checked it out. And nope, you can't be in the army. So he got out of going to Vietnam for that. So that cop really did him a favor. Yeah, that, that's the moral <laughs> of the story. You never know when a police abuse is going to be your best friend. <laughs> yeah. And then my grandfather just told him, don't ever do that again. I'm not vouching for you a second time. Like he breached the curfew. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's a weird thing. My father was the same way. It doesn't matter what you did as long as you don't lie about it. Tell the truth and then it'll be fine. Or, you know, you'll, it'll fix, you're fixed. I don't know if it sounds like, like a mob code or something. Yeah, it is kind of. <laughs> <laughs> He's done some crazy things. And then I sat there and I was thinking, you know, well, at least I've never done that. And I went, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, I have done something like that. Ladies and gentlemen. The story you're about to hear is definitely not Matt's. <laughs> no. That's the disclaimer. Names and uh, situations have been changed to protect the innocent. They've been so changed, Matt confuses them throughout the story. <laughs> Na namely, so he, he doesn't get in trouble. <laughs> I don't know, something involved a bloody boot? <laughs> no, this was another incident at the, at the parking garage at the bayou. What act of immorality did you uh, commit? It's probably a crime with no statute of limitations. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you the one time my father came to the bayou and to watch us play? Yeah, you did tell me that. So what were you talking about before? <laughs> he was like, I haven't been in here since I was a kid because I fell off that balcony once. <laughs> you actually, yeah, you did tell that story. All right. So getting back to what you were talking about. He was surprised they let him in. So getting back to what you were talking about. <laughs> What am I talking? What was I talking? About? I was talking about my grandfather. <laughs> You're talking about uh, something you did that you were hesitant to uh, discuss. <laughs> you can just say it was somebody you knew. It was somebody I knew. Person X. Person had, uh... MP. <laughs> <laughs> he had the initials MP. There was a guy I met a long time ago. Long time ago. Who had? Uh... Long time ago. <sighs> Once again, it involves a slut. As all of your stories do. Yeah. You should meet a good girl every once in a while, okay? I, sh I should. I mean, it's impossible. I don't have that, <laughs> I don't have that ability. <laughs> Current company excluded, of course. I was at the Bayou, and I had been drinking too much. I'm sorry, the guy I used to know, he was drinking too much. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, he was pretty shit-faced. Irresponsibly drunk. Irresponsibly. He should have been cut off a good 90 minutes before he was. And but, the only reason he stopped because he was, he was running out of money. And the people were, uh, were still afraid of him back then. Yeah. <laughs> and he's with this slut who remained nameless. Dirty two-bit or what? Not even two-bit. I'd get change. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds like fun. All right. And one of these super pretty rock star guys comes up and starts hitting on her. 
Was this a famous super pretty rock star or a wannabe super famous rock no, star? No, it was a, another wannabe in the body. Oh, uh, okay, I got you. Some clown. All right. First off, I wasn't paying attention that much, and he was just over there. But when I realized what he was doing, I didn't like it because I'm sitting right there. So we're going to go with this is you. No. Because <laughs> I was mad for my friend. Oh, okay. Because he was too drunk. It's insulting. I, I, You know, you're a good friend. I understand that. So I nudge the guy, and I say, hey, man, this is not cool what he's doing. Right. And he goes, you know what? You're right. Because believe it or not, we used to agree on a lot of things. <laughs> Almost so- 100%. <laughs> <laughs> We were very simpatico, this guy. <laughs> That's nice. So, so my friend tells this guy, hey, she's with me. Back off. Good warning. And he gives him, and I was trying to be, he was trying to be friendly about it. <laughs> but, you know, he had had enough of a snootful that he wasn't going to be taking any, any nonsense. I understand. And the guy shined him on like he was nothing and kept right on. Like, yeah, right, whatever. Like, you, there's nothing you can do about it. So I told my friend, I said, listen, don't cause a scene in here. It's not good because you, you know. A lot of witnesses. Well, yeah, and the, you like coming to this club. You see a lot of cool bands in there. I like being being in here. That's all I, he abided uh, his time. And it comes to closing time and we're going to go. He was, I saw him outside and he was like in front of us. So as soon as he saw us, he started talking to her again. Like he was trying to convince her to go home with him. So I didn't say much, and we went up into the parking garage, up to the point where, where I, you know, I'm just, fall- they're like, he's ignoring me, or him, excuse me. Both of you. He's, yeah, he's ignoring both of us. Right. <laughs> I was a designated driver, and I was trying to calm the things down. Sure, sure, I understand. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we walked up to his car, and I noticed that my friend here takes a quick look around, and there's nobody there. No witnesses. No witnesses. Well, except you and the except girl. Except me. And I, he knew that I'd back him up and get whatever he needed. How did he know that? I, like I said, we were very simple. <laughs> we had each other's backs. We were very tight. Good friends. Almost as if those backs were one and the same. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly Siamese tight, like. Okay. And I went, hey, remember where... A couple hours ago when I asked you to, when, to fuck when, off? When he asked him? When he asked, I said, remember when he asked you to, you know, leave her alone? And he was like, Ugh. and that was it. And what did your, uh, your friend do? And my friend dis- descended upon him like the seven plagues. <laughs> How was the locust represented? Bloody. <laughs> do you ever heard of the expression, punch yourself out? Yeah. And it was he punched that guy so many times, yeah. That you that he like that's the phrase. You know, you punch yourself out. He was just too tired to keep going. And then the realization comes in. We're like, holy shit, because he was not moving. So I, being the designated driver, the responsible I, and reasonable one, I told him. I said, listen, man, I think it's time to go. Flee. <laughs> this, it's time to go. This is a crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen this guy beat a guy so badly. And I was getting a little nervous. And I thought, you know what? Come on, man. It's time to go. We'll take you home. But I think we need to be anywhere but here. And, of course, that slut is screaming, which I know is going to uh, draw attention. So I said, come on. We got to go. And uh, I threw him in the car. And then we left. And, of course, I left her in the parking lot. 
Really? The, yeah, I left her in the parking garage. Because she didn't put a stop to it. She was like responding to him. If she was trying to make my friend jealous, it worked. So that was the end of that so, little tryst. So you, you left a witness at the crime scene? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> thought you were the reasonable and responsible one here, your man. Well, I think a little bit of fight or flight kicked in because I thought, oh, I've, I've gone too far. He's gone too far. Yeah, he, excuse me, he's gone way too far. I went too far just by letting him do it. Right. I should have stopped him. You didn't want that fury coming at you. No, 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 no. It was a frightening display of violence. It, it shocked him, the, the actual level of violence. So here's the important question to ask. Was there some point where after that you banged her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And let me tell you something. My friend was terrified for a better part of the week, thinking that at some point there would be a knock on the door and his life would be over. But instead of that happening, you got pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of course, that fear kind of went away after about a week. And then he kind of had, well, fuck it. I guess I won't hear anything about it. How did he feel about you banging his then girlfriend? Yeah, he was surprisingly okay with it. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's a good dude. Yeah. Like I said, we were real tight. <laughs> but I remember it because, you know, he, he spent the night at my house that night. I just didn't want him to go home. Sure. And sure, the next morning, uh, it was, I was just shocked at how swollen his hands were. How he were your hands? Was, oh, mine were fine. But he, he, <laughs> he said uh, <laughs> he said it was uh, quite painful. They were... They were swollen for a good three, four days. He couldn't even make a fist. I guess that ended his uh, sex life without the girlfriend there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I did put a damper on it. No fleshlights available at that time. Yeah. Wow, that's he, quite a story. Yeah, he was uh, he was really sweating bullets there for a couple of days, thinking so, his life was over. What happened with the uh, the you know the uh, pretty boy rock star wannabe? Oh, I know. I never. Uh, he never saw him again. <laughs> I love it when you make that mistake. <laughs> he never. I, I saw him because I was there that night. I was a witness, but I. Yeah, neither of us ever saw him again. Here's the better ending. He later became the lead singer of Johnny Psycho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he was doing much singing. Not for a while. Neither was the lead singer of Johnny Psycho. (laughs) More caterwauling. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ow! Well, he obviously lived. Why? Why do you say that? Uh, Because I'm not, my friend's not on death row right now. (laughs) You keep fucking it up every time. I love it. In your timeline, when did this happen to your friend? This was prior to Johnny Psycho? Yeah, this is long before that. This is before oh, okay. I even went to jail. Which time? Because you remember when it was, you know, when I turned 18, it was the drinking age was 18 in D.C. Wow, that's how old you are. Okay. Yeah. They had changed it to 21 after I had turned 18, so I was grandfathered in. And the, the term there is apt, grandfathered in. That's okay. right. Which, in retrospect, I think was a horrible disservice to me. <laughs> <laughs> and your friend. And my friend. Yeah. You for unknown reasons, but definitely known reasons for your friend. 
Yeah. I had that incident, and then I had the incident involving that same slut where I attacked an entire bar. You or your friend? I mean, yeah, him. (laughs) 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 These things... These things blend after a while. I can't remember. <laughs> you can't remember two minutes apart from yeah, each other. Well, I've done a lot of things. All right. But that was when Chris went with me. He can tell you that one. Is that his real name? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Do you want to tell that story? or? Well, that's more just embarrassing than anything else. Oh, so it's a good story. All right, go ahead. Well, Chris and I and my friend... <laughs> We went up to uh, to visit this girl where her family lived, which is way up in the very tip of West Virginia. You know, there's a like, little sliver, if you look at the map. It was between Pittsburgh and Ohio. It's real northwest Virginia. This is the, uh, the, the young lady you referred to as the slut in the previous story. Yes. Okay. This, this, the same slut who sent me to jail, not three, four months later. All right. So we went up there, and we went to a bar. Now, we're driving around. This is up in the mountains, the hillbillies. It's pitch black out in the middle of the woods almost. I don't know where this is. And you go to this little dive bar, and, of course, it looks like the cast of Deliverance, and I'm sitting there wearing leopard-spotted boots and earrings. <laughs> right? Anybody doesn't know, go listen to previous episodes about the leopard-spotted <laughs> yeah. boots. It might as well have been you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, because... I might as well have been from another planet walking in there. They had never seen anybody with such cool boots. Exactly. And <laughs> it, it kind of put me on edge. And I used to have this stupid joke that when I ordered a drink at a bar, I would drink it. And then when I would say, yeah, I like another one, but this time put some liquor in it. You can carbon date that joke. <laughs> I know. It's so fucking old. But that's what I used to say. And I kept saying it and I kept drinking and the woman kept going, why am I putting liquor in it? And I was like, ah, I can't even taste it. Come on, put some liquor in there. Yeah, at this point, I, I don't know where I am. Yeah. Now, is this you or your so, friend? My friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, gets to the point. He says this joke one too many times. And she comes back, and I remember remember very distinctly, she handed him this tall glass, and it looked like water. I think it was just straight vodka or grain or something. And I downed it, thinking it was water. He did or you did? He did. I told, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm recounting his story. Have you been drinking tonight? <laughs> um, that's what it is. So I'm getting confused. So anyway, he... Is sitting there, and he's so... You ever been so drunk, everything looking like it's underwater? I guess maybe. This is like 20 minutes before blackout time. (laughs) I can't see. He? Or excuse me, he can't see. (laughs) Because he's so... She is so schnonkered. Because even the bartender, after she gave him that big glass of water that wasn't water, she said, that's it. You can't have any more. You're out of your mind. This guy is so drunk that if if you just breathed on him too hard, he probably would have fell over and passed out. But instead, some fucking hick comes in and starts talking to her, this slut. For golly. Now, I can only see his outline. I don't know who he is, what he is. (laughs) I don't know what exactly was said. 
But my friend heard the <laughs> phrase, are you still wearing those same panties? Okay. Now, it was just boom. And like somebody set the, the keg off, but I didn't know where that had come from, and I couldn't see who said it, or he couldn't see who said it, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Correcting yourself in the mid-sentence. Mid <laughs> yeah, so... So, I just attacked, he just attacked everyone. <laughs> this lunatic gets up and just starts ranting and raving and screaming at everyone in the bar. All There must have been like 25, 30 people in there. Said he was going to kick the ass of every single one of them. They'd all line up right now. He can't even see his own hand in front of his face. I asked him about it later. He said, <laughs> It was uh, pretty shocking. He had a lot of clarity after the fact. So he decides, well, fuck this. I'm leaving. I don't need this. So he stomps out stomps out the door because no one would take him up on it. <laughs> he walks out the store and trips, and he knocked over a couple of motorcycles. Oh, my. And then just kept walking out of the parking lot. Well, once he got past the parking lot, there were no more lights. He's out in the middle of the wilderness. He doesn't know where he is. He has no idea how he got there, how he can get home. And he can't even, he can barely see. And now it's pitch black. There's no lights. So he decides, well, now I got to go back so I can get a ride home. So in what can only be described as an act of absolute courageousness, <laughs> he storms right back into the bar. And then people are running around thinking, you know, this this guy's going to start swinging at somebody. <laughs> Sounds like a Godzilla story, okay? Yeah, basically, he came out of the ocean. <laughs> Attacking people for no reason. I distinctly remember Chris and this slut telling him, hey, you better sit down or calm down. So I sat down, and I'm sitting there. He sat down. For about a couple of, yeah, he sat down. He, he's being calm. <laughs> <laughs> you sat down with him. I sat down with him, and he was calming down. In fact, he was really on the verge of passing out. So it was at the, the most dangerous point for him at that moment. <laughs> right, because he was, he's, he was losing consciousness. And the weirdest thing started happening. People started coming up to this guy and started to apologize. <laughs> People were apologizing to him. And whoever made the panty comment swore up and down that he was just joking and he had no idea what kind of panty she had. And she backed him up on that. And I remember look, looking at him in the booth and looking at Chris going, can you believe this? People apologizing to this guy. <laughs> this is quite frankly one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. You could have tapped him with a feather and he would have been out cold. And he's out there knocking over motorcycles and screaming at people, and nobody did a damn thing. And no one called the cops or nothing. Now, here's the question I have. Today, do you think people are still afraid of him? I know they are not. Oh, when okay. He, yeah. that does. He doesn't command that kind of respect anymore. He'd Time be, has caught him. He'd be about 54? I, I think so. Yeah. I do check in with him every now and then. He's, he's, he's a lot calmer now. He doesn't do any of those kind of things. Maybe someone would consider him neutered. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say he was that bad. 
every now and then I see shades of the, the man he was. <laughs> but he's, he has evolved, and he's much better off now. Evolved. So an evolution of a man is going from somebody who others are afraid of to somebody who, who is easily dismissed? That's evolution? Yeah. Well, he doesn't generate that kind of attention anymore. <laughs> he's too afraid to? He doesn't put me. I wouldn't say that. Idiot. He has more to lose now than he used to. Matt, you don't have to get upset on his behalf. Well, he's a very good friend of mine, and I don't want to talk about <laughs> Maybe your best friend. <laughs> so yeah. how, how did it end? People were apologizing. It, it got to the point where I need to go. You know, we need to leave. Right. They Because I calmed down. I was just sitting there. And then the, the I guess the bartender or whoever said, Look, I think it's time you take him home. It's five o'clock in the so morning. We just, Everybody's terrified. Yeah, we just got in the, I don't remember, we just got in the car and went back to her house. Yeah, that kind of soured the trip. We had to leave after that. <laughs> so that was my adventure in West Virginia. Would you like to give your friend a name or have you just keep him anonymous? Well, I think it's better if he stays anonymous. All right, fair enough, fair enough. You know, this guy's got kids and he's a respected member of the community now. I don't well, then, then we know for sure that ain't you. <laughs> I'm surprised somebody didn't just walk up and stomp me to death, especially who or him. Stomp him to death. <laughs> especially since he knocked over, you know, the guy's motorcycle. That's the part where I expected retribution. Nope. I walked in swinging a big dick and people started to apologize. Who did? He did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My friend. Right. By inference, we can can confirm that you wouldn't have been able to come in, you know, with swinging the big dick. No, nah, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, I'm talking with Matt Powers and Larry King God. Available on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Hey, let's just drop the pretense. It was me. No, 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 no. Keep the pretense going. It's great. <laughs> so, 